Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. And now you know at this time, it's Wednesday at noon. That means our entertainment correspondent, Katia Woods, is joining us. And, uh... Ooh, Katya, it's so much going on in entertainment right now. I, I let's start on the positive. Let's start with something that is very, uh, very good for Black History Month, and that is a new Disney animated series. How you doing today, by the way? I'm doing excellent, Tanya. <laughs> I know it's a lot, but we gonna we gonna keep it cute, as they say. Uh, we have a new series dropping today on the Disney Channel. It's called Iwaju, and it's about a young girl. Her name is Tola. She lives on an exclusive island with her father, who is a tax expert, and her best friend, Kole, who is works on her father's estate and their adventures. And she ventures off to want to see the real Lagos. It's set in Lagos, Nigeria. It is by... Nigerian and a Ugandan creatives, and they created this to, you know, for young black and brown girls and also to put a positive image out there about Africa. All six episodes are available today on Disney Plus, and it's something great for you to watch with your whole family. People are just sneaking stuff in under the wire on Black History Month. So this is coming out today. And I saw the trailer and I have to tell you, Katya, it looks so engaging. It's wonderful to see that people are embracing the African diaspora, that you can watch a show uh, where you see Africans and their families and their loved ones. And it just seemed in the in the idea that it's kind of about this Afrofuturism that we're always talking about and what the world looks like for Black Black people across the globe as we go forward into the future. So I just, it seemed colorful. And also they used African actors, which is great. Absolutely. Well, the creatives are from Africa and their uh, viewpoint is that, you know, it hopefully is a point of entry to have people learn more about Africa in this particular case, like those in Nigeria, because a lot of the imaging that we have is from a Western point of view that it's, you know, destruction, poverty, and these people are not poor. And there are, there are rich people. There is flourishment in Lagos, Nigeria. And this is the point of entry to show a different side of Africa from an African Nigerian point of view that we don't often get. Usually we get these stories told through an Amer- African-American point of view right. and a Western side point of view. And their point is to say, hey, just like Hercules made people want to learn, young kids learn about Greek mythology, hopefully this will make people want to learn more about Nigeria. I love it. Do we have any idea if this is something that's going to continue since it's only six episodes? And, you know, if you watch them, the kids are going to just, they're going to eat that up. They'll have those six episodes done uh, in a couple of hours and then they'll just keep watching it again and again and again as kids like to do. Absolutely. So it's important for us to watch and to support. So the more of us watch, the more of us can help that there be a season two. So it's really, like I said, if we eat, listen, we keep hearing y'all say you want something different. And we agree. But when you do get something different, you have to support. It's pretty easy. And again, this is something the whole family can watch different ages, boys and girls. And no, you don't have to be black to enjoy it. 
I think it's going to do really, really well. I think people are going to like it and embrace it. It looks like a great show. While we are here and we're talking entertainment, I do want to acknowledge that the two men who were accused of killing Jam Master J, Jason Mizell, who was part of the pioneering hip-hop group Run DMC, they were convicted uh, in his 2002 murder uh, Carl Jordan, who is 40, who is his godson, and Ronald Washington, uh, his childhood friend, they were convicted in this murder. They each face a maximum sentence of life in prison. A third man is going to go on trial uh, in 2026. And, you know, I think, Katia, that the Netflix documentary, Remastered Who Killed Jam Master Jay, probably had something to do with bringing these guys to justice. But I knew Jay, the nicest guy Ever. It's just such a shame that he was cut down. Uh, uh, his life was cut short by what seems to be a dispute over drugs. Maybe he was having some trouble making ends meet and he got uh, involved in a drug deal and they didn't like the terms and walked into the studio and shot him. But I am happy that they're going to jail because I also knew one of the guys and he was always with Jay. They were friends. And so to see this happen is just uh disgusting, really. And so I'm glad that after 22 years, some justice can get done. Absolutely. Well, first of all, why did it take so long? That's reason number one. Right. Number two is it's a shame because the one gentleman was Jay's godson. And anyone that ever spent time with Jim Mr. Jay knew what a sweetheart he was, you know, and we got to do better. Mm. Point blank period, you know, um, and we got to hold each other accountable. This is absolutely not okay, but I'm happy for his family because they finally have some peace and some closure. It does not bring him back, but at least they know the people that are responsible for taking his life, they are being taken care of. You know, I don't know how we did an entertainment uh, on Black History Month. That's why I wanted to start out with the positive, which was this new Disney series that looks great. But Wendy Williams' documentary has really um, gotten people very in their feelings. And uh, I saw a report where a woman from Variety was interviewed and she said, well, maybe people are feeling that this is karma because of Wendy being uh, so into people's business and, you know, making her living really off of uh, some of the problems that celebrities have had. But I think that there are people... I, I I saw the trailer and I was just super, super saddened. Now the producers are coming and, and they're kind of defending themselves about why they continued to shoot this documentary when she was struggling. And there's just so many mysteries around the Guardian and the family. I mean, can you put it all together for us about what's going on with this documentary and Wendy? Well, it's a couple of things. She has a deal with Lifetime, right? So many movies and things that she has to produce quote unquote, right? And had she been in her healthy state of mind, it would have been of the genre of what she produced before vis-a-vis -vis the Aaliyah story, however you may have felt about it. And the list goes on and on. So word on the street, allegedly, this was one of the ways that she was fulfilling her contract, mm -hmm. right? At the time when all of this was discussed, she wasn't as far gone as she is as what we saw, right? So I feel like this documentary has opened up more questions than answers because the question is, how did Wells Fargo, who quote unquote allegedly are the ones who initiated this investigation to get her a court guardian, how can they determine 
hold up their money and therefore start the wheels to get her guardian. Number two is, again, why wasn't her son or family member or her parent, vis-a-vis her parents, her parents are living, made the guardians and caretakers of her affairs? Who are these people that are her guardians? Also, if she doesn't have money, how is she paying the publicist, the manager, all these other people that are around her, right? If her assets are to be controlled by this guardian, how then was her son allegedly able to spend 100K on Uber Eats, right? A guardian is supposed to be able to clamp down on all these times of spending. So I feel like this has given us more questions than answers. And hopefully we'll get a follow-up and a real investigation. You know, they'll go to court and hire an arbitrator and a real investigator to find out what really is going on. We keep getting these reports that Wendy allegedly is at a center. She's getting the medical help. She's doing better. But who are these people? And is that her voice? Are they just trying to squelch some of the, the, you know, talk that happened on Twitter and social media and all over media about the state of her being. So again, I think it's time to hire somebody independently that investigates everything. Who the guardians are, are they really protecting her? If her money is supposed to be, you know, looked after, why are all these people, you know, able to have access to it? If these people, why does she need a publicist and a manager if she's supposed to be taking care, if we're supposed to be looking after her mental well-being. You don't need a publicist. You don't need a manager, right? And also keep in mind, Wendy is a drug addict. Her drug of choice is cocaine and an alcoholic. So why doesn't she have a sober companion or something along the line to help her take steps with her sobriety, right? And if she's taking medication, again, I'm not a doctor, But we all know that if you're taking medication to deal with dementia or whatever the other issues that she has, and she's drinking heavily and on top of that doing drugs, that's a recipe for disaster, right? So there are a lot of questions here. And really, if anything, I hope this documentary makes them look at what is going on with this woman, not God forbid she dies tomorrow. And then it's like, oh, these people all that were supposed to quote unquote do right by her are the ones who really ate it and, um, you know, participated in her deterioration. I, I mean, do want to say one thing on the whole thing with the karma, right? You can dislike, like I was not a fan of Wendy Williams and how she did business. Right. That's legitimate. You can say that she did some people dirty. Mm-hmm. That's 100%. We all know why she came from New York to Philadelphia. She got run out of New York, right? However, that doesn't mean you can't have empathy for what's going on. This is not something we need to see. We're not learning anything. This is like a slow car wreck and it's keep getting worse. We don't feel better seeing her like this. 
So the two truths can coexist. Right, right. And, uh, you know, it's not as though this is not something that we can even relate to some of our own family situations where people start taking care of elderly relatives and, you know, we don't know how they're taking care of them or what they're doing. Um, People have vulnerabilities of all kinds. And, you know, again, I wasn't her super fan, but she was a big part of our culture for 20 years. People forget that before the show, she was on radio for years. And so there were fans and people rah-rah and how you doing all those years. And now you're saying, oh, this is her karma. Well, I think to see someone suffering, but also to see a black woman out here diminished in this way, seemingly without anyone looking after her that is about her real best interest. Her son and the rest of her family members pushed away from being able to do anything when, as you said, her parents are living. She has a niece that seems like, you know, the niece is a journalist, so she has her own money, own job. Her son is here and, and seems as though, you know, this he's an only child. So if he and he's in his 20s, so if he loses his mother, he's kind of out here, uh, you know, by himself. So it's really in so many ways just a tragic situation. But more than that, when you look at how she was a self-made woman, this is not a woman who, you know, she didn't come from poverty, but she built her brand and she made a living and was very successful for a number of years. And to watch it all decline like this is just really disheartening. It's hard to watch. It's very disheartening. Like, you know, we wouldn't have the Jason Lees, the Bossips, the Shade Rooms, the Jasmine guys, all these different people, if it wasn't for Wendy, the Charlemagne's, right? Mm -hmm. And I know right now we got some issues with him and rightfully so, but all of these folks took their formula, their business formula from Wendy, you know? And before people say anything, gossip media has been a part of journalism of media since the beginning of time. Absolutely. Since we had any type of media, gossip has been a part of it. So it's not, she's not the one who invented it. So you can't blame her for that. Right. And again, you know, um, a lot of people point the very public breakup of her marriage, you know, how her ex-husband, we're trying to keep it cute, as I said, how he portrayed himself, conducted himself, excuse me. Right. With the mistress, it being so close, you know, she had um, a hard time getting pregnant. She had a lot of miscarriages. She talked about that in, in her autobiography. And her son was her like her miracle baby. And then to see her husband, at the time it was her husband, not only have a mistress, but to see that woman pregnant, knowing the difficulties mm-hmm. that she's had, yeah. had to be, you know, psychological because it kind of brings home that, she was the reason why they couldn't get pregnant because here he got pregnant with someone else. Right. And whether that's logical or not, that that's very difficult. But those of you that had fertility issues and on top of that, you know, she's a woman of maturity. We are not very empathetic for women get older and their husbands go and trade them in for someone younger. Right. And it was all out there for the world to see. So, you know, again, I hope that we are done with these documentaries on Wendy and that we get to the business. I hope her parents, um, you know, file, I don't know what paperwork they need to file to have a serious investigation to see about the well-being of their daughter, you know, and her parents always seemed really sweet. If you saw her talk about them on the show and them coming on. So it's, it's a lot here going on. 
shades of Britney Spears with these conservatorships and guardianships and all these things. And it, it just never seems to be the best thing, even though it's supposed to be uh, in place because it's supposed to be in the best int- interest of the individual. Black History Month, man, I tell you, uh, uh, Katya, it's like people are just getting the worst things out before the end of this month. And Diddy, talk Woo! about a slow car wreck. Uh, Little Rod, uh, Ronald Little Rod Jones is a producer who did nine tracks on Diddy's uh, 2023 album, The Love Album, Off the Grid, has accused him of just about everything under the sun at this point. Uh Little Rod has said that Diddy did not pay him fairly for the album. He was seeking more money. And it appears that when Diddy did not uh, come to terms with him on the project that he worked on, he was looking for a GoFundMe for people to help fund a lawsuit against Diddy. Well, he must have found a lawyer because now it's about more than the money. Now it's about he is alleging that he lived with Diddy in the making of this album between uh, off and on 2022, 2023 in L.A., Miami and uh, on a yacht because it's Diddy in the Virgin Islands and saw and experienced everything from people trying to for or Diddy trying to force him into homosexual relationships. But the thing about this is he threw in all these allegations. There's a Rico case in the middle of, of it with Universal Records. Uh, they've been named in their CEO as a, a, a a defendant and uh, what I, multiple celebrities, some named and some in there with descriptions like Philadelphia rapper who dated Nicki Minaj, name redacted. Like, come <laughs> on. Well, okay. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh, because it's a serious matter, and I just want it people is. to think I'm not laughing at the gentleman and these charges. Right. I'm just saying that this particular line is funny. But um, okay. So remember when Cassie filed her lawsuit, right? Right. Right. A lot of the similar charges against Diddy. Right. And people were like, she's being a gold digger, right? Mm. Fonz, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm going to make sure I say his name. Fonzworth Bensworth, Bentley. who was Diddy's butler mm-hmm. at the time, posted right after Jay said his speech at the Grammys, posted on his Instagram that when I get nervous, I tell the truth. And it's a picture of him and Diddy with an arrow pointing to Diddy. Mm. He said, I might delete it later, but I'm going to leave it up for now. Mm. Ding, ding, ding. Mind you, this man was his personal attache. Right. So I bet you he's seen some things, right? Once again, we have allegations of Diddy allegedly hiring sex workers for vis-a-vis, Right. Also, it's very important that in this lawsuit, Diddy's oldest son, Justin Combs, mm-hmm. was also named. Mm-hmm. And mind you, a while back, Michelle Hilton, when Justin was arrested for drunk driving, posted on her Instagram that she's tired of covering things up. She's tired of being quiet. She's saying, what do you expect when vis-a-vis conducts themselves in a certain way? She later on deleted her Instagram post. So there's a lot of things going on here and all these people can't be lying. And today on Twitter, the Art of Dialogue posted a snippet of the, the of the accuser, right? Video when they were in the studio where he was saying 
where Diddy said, I'm the head and I see. And that's why he gets to take all the publishing or the majority of the publishing. Cause he's like, why do you get to take so much publishing when you didn't write any of the song? Mm-hmm. Right. And Diddy was being brogacious and arrogant. That clip is circulating. So you can say it's out of context, but here's the thing, folks. There's a lot of smoke. And where there's smoke, there's fire. And it is time to start looking in between the lines. There's been there's been talk about Diddy for years, but now people are, because we're living in a different climate, right. are coming forward, are holding people accountable. Companies are already distancing themselves from him. People, it's not good business to right. be in business with people like that. So I think this is going might be the beginning of the nail in the coffin, especially if this goes to court. Right. Well, it will and be- it's going to encourage other people now, especially if you now start bringing people like Fonsworth forward. You have mm. people like Misha speaking because it's affecting her son. And mm-hmm. trust and believe you, she's going to make a choice between her son and Diddy. She's choosing her son. Well, she's so, got, she's got to be careful too because one of the allegations is that Justin Combs was involved in a shooting that Diddy covered up. So there are a bunch of allegations and uh, a bunch of people in all aspects of the mu- music industry, all the way from the head of Universal down to uh, young Miami's cousin. I mean, it is just a, it a, is messy. A, a crazy. It is very messy. But I just don't, you know, I think that Diddy is probably not going to be able to recover from this unless he is going to mount a significant defense. At some point, he's either going to have to come forward and say, none of this is true and here's how I can prove it, or he's going to have to keep settling with people and shutting them up and, you you know, it's just, it's sad to see. It's expensive. Right. And it's, it's a credibility issue because people are going to say, if you're innocent, why are you settling? Why do you right. keep settling? And also, you know, God forbid, I'm just saying, one of these sex workers sits down for an exclusive interview like Allegate and Gail Kin. Remember when the R. Kelly situation was going on, right? It might not help as far as court, but the court of public opinion, people are going to be like, Especially if this person comes with receipts, locations, and et cetera. I would just so like don't to be go, surprised. I would just like to go back to the time where I appreciated people for their work and not for their salaciousness of their personal lives or them talking about how they are smoking everybody, you know, with all these lies that they say that people are telling. I'm tired of all of that. I want to be able to turn on my TV, turn on my uh, radio or my uh, Spotify or whatever it is and just hear the work that I loved. And it really is a shame for people that grew up on his music uh, that all these allegations keep coming out. But Katya, we are at the end of our time. We always have so much to talk about and it's always good to see you. Thank you so much for joining us on Reality Check, our entertainment correspondent, Katia Woods, Cup of Soul show on YouTube and contributor to the Philadelphia Tribune. Thanks as always. You're welcome. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 